Welcome to Dear Homeschool Mom. My name is Sarah Williams. I'm Dear Homeschool Mom. This is the platform where we debunk myths and answer questions about anything homeschool. Let's get started. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Dear Homeschool Mom. It has been so crazy, chaotic, odd, um, blessed all the same, but it has been a whirlwind. The world has gone crazy in the best way, if there is such a thing. I believe that there is. I feel like there's an awakening that's going on in the world um, for all of humanity. There are so many different paradigm shifts. So many people are um, being reflective. They're seeing blinders are being removed. Um, feelings, emotions are erupting and hard conversations are being had. Um, very important questions are happening. We are pivoting like nobody's business and we're making it happen. We're doing life together. I feel a sense of unification. I feel as though platforms like this one and other platforms that support various ways of doing things, different ways of doing things and, and of existing are being more um, accepted, I think. And so I'm thinking that um, it would be really, really important for us to make sure that we finish what we start, that we don't ignore the way that we're feeling. I think that we need to take um, the opportunity to really dig deep. Um, I think that it's time to explore. I think now is not the time to play small. Um, and I just want to share this space with you. I want to do life alongside um, everybody that wants to do better for themselves. And whether that's in education, whether that's just in your daily relationships, whether that's in life, I just think it's important, you know, that we celebrate each other, that we support each other, we uplift, we empower, that if nothing else, even if we're just a listening ear, even if we don't understand even what the person is feeling or what they're saying, just holding space for them and being present honors their voice. And so I think that that's, that's pretty important. Today, we are going to be talking about where people go from here. Where do families go? From here. So we had the COVID-19 piece and that came up and then families were forced to homeschool, but really it wasn't homeschool in the traditional sense of the word. School came home is what happened. And so parents realized, a lot of them realized that it and, and which is probably why they never homeschooled in the first place. They know that it's, it's, it's different. It's very different. It can be challenging. It can be beautiful. Of course, it's organic. It's fluid. But it also cannot be based upon whatever way that families decide that they want to homeschool. So, you know, if it's a public online school, then the curriculum is there for the children. They don't have to really worry about planning and things of that nature. 
Um, and, you know, it's, it's important that a really close look is taken um, and that families start to really think about what they want to do moving forward. So this is that episode. It might sound kind of repeated, but, you know, kind of like think, reflect, decide, and then ask, is homeschooling for you? And so the myth is that I'm not a teacher, so I can't homeschool my children. Or my children are too old for me to pull them out of school. They've already been in school for so long, I'll ruin their life if I pull them out. You know, there's no way that life will ever be the same for them if I pull them out of school right now. And so these are different thought patterns that some families may have, but um, I'm just going to shed a little bit of light and we're going to rewind and going to ask the question, how do I start homeschooling and why would I want to anyway? Well, for the family who has decided that they want to home educate using a, a non-public online school curriculum or who are contemplating creating or ordering a standard curriculum, this podcast episode is for you. Parents who want to homeschool their children and need beginner's guidance as to the what, when, who, and how to begin the home education process, this episode is for you. Parents who want to use their time efficiently and be able to know exactly what to do in a minimal amount of time, or families who need and desire the experience of an educator and parent who has lived the homeschool journey and can share information to help them maximize their homeschool experience, this podcast episode is for you. So moving forward, I want to just remind families that when you are pulling a child from school, to home and you decide that you are homeschooling them, home educating them, you know there's something called de-schooling. And de-schooling is interesting because first of all, when we think about the the definition of school, school in itself, no matter how it's done, is supposed to awaken and to help cultivate that which already exists within a scholar. So it's meeting a child where they are, whatever God intended them to be, however they were supposed to be, however it is that they are supposed to create and deliver that creation out into the world. That is the purpose of school. It's to awaken senses and to provide opportunities for them to be fully who they are in their own authenticity with full autonomy over their learning experience. And so somehow... Along the way, a lot of autonomy got lost. A lot of teacher creativity got stolen because teachers were having to just start actually meeting a standard, multiple standards, to be perfectly honest, as were the students. And so all of that creative freedom kind of like went out the window. And though there are teachers who obviously everyone is going to teach differently, so there are teachers who are extremely creative and bring such amazing talent and beauty 
to everything that they touch in that classroom, from how they decorate the door to welcome children in, all the way to the way that they tell them, have a good evening or have a great rest of your day as they part ways um, at the end of the day or the end of the class session. I mean, teachers are to be applauded, but I think that what has happened along the way is that a lot of negative stuff has gone on that has turned parents and students off. So it's not that it's anyone's fault necessarily, but all of that stuff has to kind of be erased or um, deprogrammed out of the everyday existence of a student who has lived that for a really long time. So for instance, they may have had the world's greatest teacher and they're used to though within that classroom setting still having to raise a hand, still having to rush through and take a test or be dealing with grades and knowing that a B is not exactly what they wanted when they were striving for an A and they studied really hard, but they can't retake the test. So they're kind of stuck with the B and they don't really know how to make what they got wrong right. And so you have maybe circle time or designated times where you only have 20 minutes to eat and you only have 30 minutes to play, or maybe you don't have recess, or maybe everyone's in trouble and you have to stay inside because three kids were talking, but the whole class is punished because they were talking. So there's just, I mean, I could go on and on because if you've been following me for a while, you'll know that I was a classroom teacher. I'm a public school teacher for pretty much all of my adult life. And I started homeschooling my children six years ago now. So I get it. I know both sides. And so that's de-schooling. So be patient, whatever you decide that you're going to do, especially if you're bringing your children from school to home. And it's never too late. It's never too late. It's just up to you and your, and your family to decide if it's best for you. And so maybe this episode will help you to make that determination. So here are just some friendly homeschool reminders as you begin on your homeschool journey or the contemplation of a homeschool journey. So you are never behind unless you say that you are or the curriculum you have selected says so. But are you really? So pros and cons of some pre-made, boxed, or online curriculum, um, lesson plans, online schools may give a timeline for which assignments are required to be completed. So again, when you're homeschooling, you create your own timeline. You create what it is that needs to be done and you do it in a way that works best for you and your family. You are always learning together. That's something else to keep in mind. Children learn well without being told what to do and how to do it. Life happens. Learning happens all the time, everywhere. Children learn and retain information organically. Content standards and common core are not the enemy. Now, they can be useful to those parents. And I've also assessed children before with standardized tests, but also as a portfolio assessor when I do narrative portfolio assessments for families. And some of them want to know where their children stand as it relates to their peers in the public school sector. So they want to know about the content standards and they want to know about Common Core and they want to know 
based upon these standards. Did I meet any of these standards at the grade level, above or below, for my child or for my children? And so we go through the standards together and we match up what was done and we see what was done or what wasn't done and we kind of take it from there. But a lot of parents are like, curse you content standards, curse you Common Core, and therefore, you know, it's kind of like to each his own, as my grandmother says. Testing your children is your decision. When I say testing, I mean like formal and informal assessments. So if you don't want to do spelling tests every week, guess what? You don't have to do spelling tests every week. There are many different ways that you can assess spelling, writing through the curriculum, um, spell check, thank God for it. And the list just goes on and on. Of course, through reading books and vocabulary acquisition, my goodness, dictionary stuff. Like there's the, just the, the world is your playground when you homeschool. And so just know that. Um, if you want to test your children at the end of a school year or in the middle or anywhere in between, you can do that. You have every right to order standardized tests and have your children tested. Besides that, you also have access to your school district. And when you have access to your school district, that means that you are able to actually go to the school with your child and they can take any type of standardized test that is being given for free. And they don't keep the information, you keep the information. It's probably there in their system, of course, but it's for you. So that's something to know. I've done that with my children before. I did it like our first year or two of homeschooling and then I was like, well, why bother? Because I'm not really even testing um, them moving on and you know I knew it would be a while before we decide to move on and do more testing if that was something that they want to do if they decide they want to go back to school so I just kind of left it alone but we did our own assessments at home I've done standardized tests at home um, I did that one year it was kind of off I didn't really like it to be perfectly honest with you um, they they did okay but it was so lengthy I was like why it was ridiculous so that was just our own personal thing um and then there are different assessments, tests that are in, inside or embedded within various components that we might be looking at throughout the day. So it could be um, a series that we use called Teaching, teaching Textbooks. Um, Saburi, I believe is how we say the last name of the, of the authors. But when I tell you that that is a phenomenal program and my daughter loves this program and it was it was actually shared with me by another homeschool mom who like highly recommended it and she was just as calm and mellow as a cucumber and she gave me a book and she was just so, so perfect with homeschooling and I felt so da -da 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 -da. I was I felt so inadequate like my first year and she's like you should read this book. It was called Teaching from Peace by Sarah McKenzie. That book was like, whoa, get off your high horse, chill out, mama, it's going to be okay. Um, and teaching textbooks. So thanks to that, mom. I really appreciated you um, for sharing that information with me. But I'm telling you guys, like, there's so much out here. It can be super, super overwhelming. And I know that, and that's the reason why I'm trying to help you to see that you can do this if you really, really want to do this. And guess what? If you hate it, okay, well, guess what? 
you can go back to the drawing board or your child can go to school. Like it's not the end of the world. Your child is going to learn no matter what. You're not a failure just because homeschooling doesn't work out. Okay. I mean, keep it going. Don't beat yourself up. You can be disappointed and you can feel all the feels, but just know it's okay. Like it's okay. Give yourself permission to be like a It's okay. When you are determining whether or not you want to homeschool, I think it's also important to know your rights. Know your rights. Know your state laws. You got to. You got to because you just never know. And surround yourself with like really good homeschool savvy supporters. So that could be groups like homeschool groups. We belong to one well, a few. Um, one of them is a Christian Homeschool Education Association, and they give us all of our forms that we need. They have picnics. Um, we can go to different field trips. They're very, very supportive. And then they also will connect us with like other homeschool families, but also people that can help us with the legalities of homeschooling. And then, of course, we belong to HSLDA, which... I would suggest for anybody that's homeschooling. Now, when I say that, I mean like traditional homeschooling, not online public homeschool because they do not cover that. That's not a part of it. Because, again, if you do online public schooling, you are under the umbrella of the district that you are living in. And all of the state education requirements that are specific to public school children. So just know that. And then socialization, totally, 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 totally bogus, bold-faced lie when people say that homeschool children lack socialization. You know, when you see that socially awkward, and I mean, I don't know how you would determine it, I guess if you're like interacting with the child or whatever, but again, like it's, who's to say that they're awkward just because they're quiet? Maybe they don't like you. Maybe they don't know you, so maybe they are just quiet. And maybe they just are observing the situation around them. I think that, you know, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like, when I first heard, like, about homeschooling, I would be like, oh, like, who does that? A bunch of weirdos. And I guess I'm a weirdo now because, you know, we're six years in. But I think anything that's different sometimes is just weird to people. And if you're not doing it, then... You know, it's weird, and if you don't believe in it, it's weird. You know, okay, that's your right. But this socialization piece is a lie. And if you look at the national statistics on homeschoolers, you will find that the majority of them are extremely loquacious. They are very selective about who they're friends with, and they're very intentional. And it's because they're very insightful and they're discerning. They work beautifully with adults. They know how to interact with adults. They're not intimidated. Um, they ask questions. They're inquirers. They're risk takers. They're mastery learners. They're amazing. Homeschoolers got it going on. So, you know, believe what you might. And everyone has equal, equal time, equal time, every right every right to believe what you want to believe but what I'm telling you use your time wisely 
if you are thinking for more than two minutes about the socialization of a homeschooler. Now, there are some exceptions. I know you like Sarah, please. There are some exceptions where you have, unfortunately, some parents who really are not doing what they're supposed to do and allowing their children the opportunity to leave the house, to go take classes outside of the house, to be in a co-op, to meet other children. And I mean, it could be for, you know, I would hope any number of, and when I say good reason, I mean like there's a really legitimate reason, like the reason why the child does not leave the house, whether it's a medical issue or with someone in the house, or maybe there's transportation as an issue, something like that. But otherwise, mm-mm. Children are out of the house daily. I can't even keep a full tank of gas. We're always going places. And we're always learning. So just remember that. Um, And then recognize and utilize community resources. That's a really, really, really big thing to to think about. Um, And they're all around you. Library, number one source. Look at those books that you get maybe from like your metro parks or the zoo, or museums. Classes are everywhere for homeschoolers. So definitely, definitely keep an eye open for that. So you're just going to want to always remember your why of homeschooling. Identify that why for yourself. Deciding whether or not this might be a good fit for you. There's some choices for you to investigate. As far as like curriculum is concerned, you definitely want to, you know, take a look and see what that looks like to you. Um, when you're informing your school district, there's something called a notification of intent form. You fill that out and it's just telling the school district that you reside in, hey, I'm homeschooling this year. I'm going to try this thing. And yes, I promise that someone who is a licensed teacher or someone who at least has a high school degree is going to be educating my child. It can be you and or other people that you assign and you just put their names on the sheet You also attest that you're going to provide however many hours um, is required for your state or your school school district. Usually it's the state level that determines that, of course, Um, what I guess the number of hours um, that would actually be on the sheet on ours. It says 900 hours. Yours may be different. And I would surmise that on your form, you would also have. Um, the number of hours designated and it may tell you how many hours for each content area like subject area or it may not it may just be okay you're responsible for x amount of hours and then it's up to you to determine how you're going to do that do you keep record of what you're teaching absolutely and how long you teach you can that would be great um and there's homeschool tracker that's online and you can also write it down You can keep a record, however you want to, in a notebook, on your computer, whatever works best for you in your phone. Um, And then when you inform them, you want to do it before the beginning of the school year. You want to take it to the board office, this notification of intent. And you um, want to let them know, hi, I'm here with my notification of intent. I want to home educate this year. Could you please date stamp this for me and make a copy of what I'm giving to you and then keep one for your records and then give me a copy for my records with the date stamp on it. You can do that. Another way to do it is just to mail it in, but it's certified so that someone has to sign for it. So those are your two options, but it has to be in there before school starts, you guys. Please do not wait until the last minute on that. 
And I would say if you take it in like July, even maybe like that first week in August perhaps, but I would say July, honestly. Like give them a chance to like look through stuff, file stuff. You don't want to wait until last minute because then they could try to, you know, say, oh, well, I don't know what they could try to say. But truancy definitely is on the lips of many <laughs> at the board office. Um, could be for sure. So you just want to make sure that you just have your date stamp and that everything that you have is um, legit and that you have all your little ducks in a row. So can't anyone say, you know, you didn't come in or you don't have proof, blah, blah, blah. Um, and how do you know what to teach once you do that? Um, and again, it may, it'll take a few weeks for you to get a confirmation, but you will receive a confirmation in the mail from the board office, from the superintendent. I'm letting you know yes or no or what else needs to be in if they say something, you know, um, else needs to be on there, but on your forms, but in general, everything should already be filled out. So there should be no problem. Um, and then knowing what to teach again, just going back to that, because I started to say that a few moments ago, like how do I know what to teach? Really, it's child or family interests, it's parent interests. You can use state or national standards. There are curriculum plans. Everything around you is teachable. The possibilities are absolutely endless. And to know how to teach, well, it's as natural as talking with your children, reading with them, exploring collectively. Parenting is usually an organic process that is intrinsic and it happens naturally. It's not forced and parents know immediately how to interact with their children. So you really do not need to be a teacher in order to teach your children. You are your child's first learning guide. Think of yourself, you guys, as a facilitator or a coach or an interpreter, an advocate, and all the other amazing titles that you can name. And never doubt your ability to provide an adequate education for your child. If you require assistance, it will most likely always be available if you seek it. And again, you guys, community resources, social media, home, homeschooling groups. If you decide that you want to do a co-op, they're all around you. And it just might be the boost of assistance that you need to help you navigate through your home education journey. And to know how your children are learning, just talk to them. Just observe. Watch what they do. Watch what they create. It's so exciting, you guys, to just watch and see how awesome and amazing your child is, your children are as learners. Like, it's amazing. They teach, they teach you every single day. So there are tons of resources out there. I can do a whole nother resource um, review. I can do any number of things like you let me know what you need and I will make sure that you get that if I can't get it for you I can definitely do some research and find out who can um I'm feeling like this is a time for us y'all this is a time for homeschoolers rise up do you do you and really take ownership over it you're not going to regret it it's time that you can never get back you can say that you tried it um and I know it's like, oh, well, I don't want to pull my kids out and then put them back in and, you know, I'm going to be messing them up. Children are resilient. It's us. The adults are the ones who are sucky and that are always like boohooing. And we're big babies a lot of times. You know, we're all upset and stressed and the kids are looking at us like, uh, is there a problem? They're cool. It's us. So I think that we need to be a lot kinder to ourselves. We need to give ourselves more wiggle room. We have to give ourselves more 
time to digest and to make determinations about things and talk to our children, like have the dialogue with them and really listen to them and see what they want, see what they need, see what they like. And don't always assume the worst, like just give it a try, give it a try, give it a chance and just see. Um, it's going to work no matter what you decide, because that's just how the universe aligns everything. Like Rumi says, R-U-M-I, I love Rumi's quotes. Anything that Rumi says about love and relationships in life always is just like a moment of, ah, for me. So Rumi said, live as though the universe is rigged in your favor. That's the way that you gotta look at homeschool. Like look at homeschool like it's rigged in your favor. Like it's, it's gonna work. And it's not always gonna look and feel the way that you want for it to, but it can work. So that's it for today's episode. Much love to you and I appreciate you. You can also check me out on YouTube under Dear Homeschool Mom. I have this podcast. I have my YouTube channel and you can also follow me on Instagram at Dear Homeschool Mom. Please tell someone about this podcast and please reach out to me and let me know how I could be of further service to you and your homeschooling journey. Until next time, you guys.